Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to episode 490 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Fuck you, love Nate. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're off and running. Glennie is... Glennie's you know who the fuck of, I am. <laughs> everybody, everybody, let's... Like, can we all just be just be mindful that Glennie's in a little bit of a mood tonight? <laughs> he's not. So he's not going to really be... really not. You guys have joined... <laughs> together like cunt Voltron as you tend to do <laughs> and we're Jesus off. if this is how you treat the people that are genuinely concerned for you no this is not how I treat those people this is how I treat you guys two very different fucking well, you remember we had that, life. We, 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 we had that, that advertising campaign you know last year about you know being there for an offload and I simply asked the question like Lenny are you okay you know you, you don't you look like you, you know and and he's just unleashed. And like if that's the offload, if that's if that's how he throws offloads, like fucking cannonballs to my head, then you Martin's know the Falcons. Stall. If if he's if he's throwing offloads like Josh Schuster, like I gotta then, say, then I'm, I'll try and I'll try and I'll try and be there for him. I'm getting. I mean, a, there's no telling, but I'm getting a little bit of a fucking Glenny Gutho vibe here. Like missing wow. the tackle and then turning around and screaming at Nate. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Or that, or the Storms player, the uh, Storms star player, David Nofaluma. <laughs> Maybe we need that. Maybe we need to get another podcast host in on loan. Is there is there one that could do a good uh, <laughs> oh, acknowledgement? There's, there's uh, what what about Hammers? He, you know, he'd probably do a better fucking acknowledgement of country than Glennie would. Yep, well, you're right. He would. Yeah. Well. <laughs> now uh, the Gold Coast Titans. Look, fuck them. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, I tell you what, isn't it funny? Like the amount, like the, you know, the, tit- the, the Titans and, and the Broncos propping up the ladder over the last couple of years. Yeah, what a great, what a great time of footy. I mean, people can say that you know the pandemic's been terrible and everything, but look, there's been you know silver linings, silver linings. Um, today, I don't know if you would have seen this, Glenn, because you had an eventful day at work, which made you very cranky tonight. But did you see the Melbourne Storm yesterday on the socials? They teased. There was going to be something to do with five. It was going to be five things, and there was like a, they put a teaser out last night, and then today it was like, and revealed what it's going to be. There's going to be you know f- five announcements, and one of them is going to be at this time on Twitter, and then one of them is going to be at this time on TikTok, and one of them is going to be at this time on YouTube, and like they sort of bust them out roughly once in one an hour when they start rolling them out, and. Storm Storm's fans got very excited, as you'd, as you'd expect, because there's, there's a lot of conjecture at the moment about you know one of their star players remaining unsigned, and you know they lowballed him, and then they're trying to up the offer and the rest of it, and he could be a, a prime target for the incoming Redcliffe Dolphins. But so much so that Storm's fans were fizzing so much 
about this potential. This means Munster's science. What could the five things mean? Could it mean that Munster signed for five years? And then they had to specifically add another tweet to their thread to say, no, this is, Cam Munster's not involved in this. So oh, wow. then, they, 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 so they tried to reset the expectations a little bit, right? And then, um, and so it comes around to today, and the big, the big announcements come. The first one, ba ba, resigned, George Jennings, mm. hasn't played this year. So after rupturing his ACL in round one, mm-hmm. so look, a good show of faith from the club to, you know, to to re up him. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the start. So you're thinking, okay, it's going to be big announcement. So are they going to start at the at like the the lowest key one and then work their way up well, to this? That's the biggest kab- one. Fuck, I'm tuning out for the rest. Well, but this thing, it's the first one. You don't know which way they're going to go with this. So you're waiting for number two, and then an hour later, here it comes, number two. Dean Eremia resigned. Okay, we're going backwards. <laughs> and that's how you go. Are we going? Are we going backwards? Are we, what, like I, at that point, number five, we found the at, dog that took a shit on the field. <laughs> at that point, I, I mean, like number two, I'm like, these motherfuckers have just thrown, ripped up the script and thrown it out the window. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> I'm intrigued. And then so, the, and so, the, what was the what was the third one? I fucking, I'm, I'm nearly, I'm nearly forgetting what the third one was. I tell you, it was. It was something that was uneventful. Fuck! I need to go. <laughs> it was so uneventful that I need to actually go and cons- go and consult what it actually was because I remember the last two. So let me just scroll up here so I can find the find the uh, the third one. Oh my god! Stop refreshing, you cunt of a thing. Um, Maybe you need to refresh, Nathan. I, I could. I could use. I could use a great fucking refresh, mate. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and I'll scroll up. Yes, yeah, sorry. Then the third one. Jaden Nikarima resigns. I didn't even know he was there. Right. Okay, and so so people now and like at this stage by now probably the second one, the Storms fans themselves are just like, the fuck, like I've never seen the Storms trolled so well, and it was from their own digi team, right? And then so we and so we're waiting with bated breath. What would the next one? What could it possibly be? And we move to YouTube. Grant Anderson resigns. So he's oh, a train and trial. He's a train and trial player. My fucking days. And so, look, they've got to show. They're going to save. The, they're going to save at least some fucking nuclear bomb for the last one to make this whole exercise worthwhile in marketing. Look, as a marketing exercise, it was a great idea because you know you're getting people to subscribe and visit all these different social platforms of mm-hmm. yours that they may not know who, known who existed. So, okay, I get it. It's good. Then we come up to number five. Seve resigns. And so, and so it's turned into this massive. Like the Storm fans are just like, "What the actual fuck? <laughs> why is? Why'd you make a thing of this?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to go fucking Dairy Queen on this. Oh, this. Well, I, I, I was Dairy Queen from the marketing angle of like getting people on their social platforms. Well, let, let's yeah, exactly. But let, let's step back if for a second. If the West Tigers did this, you would not be being Dairy Queen. It's a very West Tigers. It was a, it was actually a very West Tigers ish endeavour in its execution. To be perfectly honest, yeah. But again, the West Tigers would have fucked it up and put like you know the the wrong player or or announced the, their <laughs> five, five their five players were leaving. <laughs> like their five things would have been you know a, a players re signing. They missed out on a coach, 
and these are Justin Pascoe's three favourite milkshake flavours. Like, that would have been Justin, the West Tigers fight. Could you imagine? In, Justin Pascoe's all-time favourite three show bags at the, at the it, Easter yeah. show. Inside the centre of excellence. Yeah. Birdie they're Beetle. Standing around Stitch the boardroom table going, guys, we need to come up with five good things happening at the club at the moment. Everyone give your quads a good stretch. And try and come up with an idea. It's like when you. I, did, I, I saw they punched out in the socials today. Um, Dewey was the first guy getting a fade at the, at the at the barber stall in the yeah. in, in the center of excellence. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Aaron Ma that uh, said suggested naming it Defense Fades, the barbershop Fuck inside yeah. the center yeah. of excellence. Fuck yeah. Uh, well, fade is just another word for decline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. No club, no club's going to, or should, obviously you have your marquee signings, mm-hmm. you know, but everyone else should be celebrated as equally because A, it's an important moment for them, for their family and, and all that stuff there. They deserve that that fanfare for being signed to a professional sporting team. And what I think we found today on social media were those those vocal minorities that you tend to find on social media. You know, exactly the same. Even from our listeners, the amount of people that actually interact on social media and get involved are such yeah. a fucking minority yep. that it, it's easy to forget sometimes that there is there is a silent majority out there that that might sit back and just casually enjoy that. Um, it's also interesting, and it's almost a, a, a rod of their own making for their back, but... Everyone just expects people to come into the storm and be brilliant because that's what they're used to. So you get guys like Seve that come in and have struggled to find footing in first grade. The club's not giving up on him. Bellamy's not saying, well, fuck, he he hasn't become a a superstar or an instant fucking rugby union international within three games. Yeah. So so fuck him. This is how you do it. You, You bring kids up and you blood them and, you know, you might end up with somebody that can that can fill a role and, and be good in your system or you might end up overpaying Charlie Staines. So <laughs> we'll see which way he goes for the storm. But no, I'm I mean it it was it was different. It's not my club. It doesn't affect me one way or the other. Um, storm fans that are having a whinge, fucking take a good long hard look at yourself, seriously. Well, I always think and I don't know Where were the... they where were they in April two thousand and ten? Yeah, they weren't whinging at the club that day. They were whinging at the rest of us. Yeah, oh, don't fucking don't fucking don't don't don't, don't abuse us because we fucking cheated the cap systematically yeah. for like fucking six years or whatever. That's it. I don't know if it's though, NRL like, or, or what it is, but you know, just the fact that whenever a club tries something that is a little bit different, especially in a marketing capacity, fuck the the amount of absolute. And I'll use one example of from the Tigers, which is comical, but I can see what they're trying to do, and and they're trying to appease or give their give a sponsor value for money, where they announce, you know, to the to the fan base or the members, who is your who is your player of the match for the Tigers. That is tough in a seventy-two-six yeah. drubbing, though, isn't it? Like, just, but they've got an obligation. They've probably it's been part of the pitch to the sponsor to to get them yeah. to shield the money, right? Yeah. So whether you fucking have a 
a, a wonderful victory and, the, and all the boys, it's hard to pick the best player because everyone's just killed it. Or you've been absolutely fucking demoralised 72-6. to six. You've still got to trot it out. Because <laughs> let's face it, if your, t- if, if your team does lose, I mean, you can, generally speaking, you can look at them objectively mm. and go, well, it wasn't his fault. Mm. He fucking put in the whole time. He didn't miss any tackles. Mm. Uh, you know. Yeah. But so, it's hard. 72-6 is hard. Yeah, so, yeah, but this is where they have to be fucking smarter. And this is what I was talking before, where you said that I'd probably rag on the West Tigers. Yeah, and you It's would. because... Well, if they did it like this, fucking oath I would. Because they always do this bullshit where the idea is okay, it's passable, but they fuck up on the execution by not understanding who they are. So if you're going to do this, what you have to do... Win more games than you lose. Yeah, that helps. But you go in, and from day fucking one, you say, who's your player of the round? And you give them four options and why. Win or lose, whatever. You know, because yeah. beginning of the season, you, you're not going to get blown out. Well, fucking hopefully. You know, and it might be fucking um, Luke Brooks for for running at fucking twice the leg speed of any other man <laughs> on the field. I find um, it like, you seriously. You know. No, but realistically, you can say like, you know, with two line break assists or something like two that. Line, or, you know, fucking, yeah. you know, two, a line break or and you, a try like assist. You or, you know. someone, a fucking a bench yeah. forward for making yeah. 18 of 18 tackles, 100% tackle efficiency. Yeah, in his yep. stint, that's yep. the fucking shit, it, and it's that little attention to detail stuff that, as a fucking club, they reek of. They absolutely reek of. Oh, I mean, look, you don't even have to be a club. I mean, I've learned in in writing up questions for the Twillies and stuff like that. You provide options to be selected. Yeah. You don't let people enter their own free text because it only leads it only it only leads to absolute fuckwittery. Yeah. You know, it's just like an open invitation to for, for people who aren't funny to crack their best jokes. Every year. Which, the every same year. ones. Same ones. Every yeah. year. So anyway, in conclusion to this whole social, social media thing, um, I think we can all agree that um, never thought it would be possible. Didn't think the day would come. The Melbourne Five, more disappointing than the Manly Seven. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... <laughs> Oh. Are there any other news stories? <laughs> are there any other news stories that people want to talk about? At the moment, we are dealing with a lot of speculation and conjecture about the future um, homes of uh, Latrell and Munster and mm-hmm. whether they may be at uh, Redcliffe uh, with uh, you know sizable, sizable salary and um, and probably a sizable uh, TPA with uh, sponge cakes. No. Um, the only the only other news story, you know, Tamo got his charge downgraded. Yeah, I do want to get to that one. And um this seems like a very sweetheart deal. We may as well get to that one now and wait till we got some more you know, firmer firmer stuff on the uh, on the other guys. Um so Tamau was looking I mean, if you just look at for example, you look at the suspension that Brandon Smith received for his uh his referee abuse. Yep. You'd have to you know, Tamau was a, was probably a significantly worse Example of that, yeah. And uh, he did, but I mean, look to his credit, he did come out in the the, the club gave him the option of the post match presser of not fronting up, and he and he essentially insisted that he front up and was very apologetic and spoke fairly well, you know, you know about the regret for his actions and things like that. Um, as a result, well, he was looking at 
potentially not playing again because there's no there's no telling if his career continues after this season. He hasn't made a call on retirement yet, but I think he's you know, it's in his mind. Yeah. And uh and this and this band um would have seen him uh, suspended for the rest of the season and you know, potentially that's the end of his career which you don't want to go out on so it makes me wonder if it's a little bit of a sweetheart deal it got downgraded to one game which means he gets to play in the final game of the season for the West Tigers and um, and yeah they basically it's it, it's a guy that actually I thought that, that, I thought that was the punishment well yeah I mean you could see it you could see it either way <laughs> like he's but, fucking yeah. gone like seriously what the fuck more do I have to do you accelerate out of the Dairy Queen car park faster than anyone. You know the speed limit in those car parks is ten kilometers an hour, right? You fuck, you just fucking teleport out of that Dairy Queen, don't you? No, I'm I'm, I'm fucking Dairy Queening for James Tamau, the fucking legend of our game, premiership winner, stalwart and amazing leader in his time at Penrith, to have to suffer the cruel indignity of finishing his career in that shit fight place. Mate, like, what else does the cunt have to do? To maybe the Tigers never... can, maybe, or maybe the Panthers can sign him to a one uh, a one dollar contract. That's it at the start of next season, just to <laughs> just fucking can... run out, just get run na- out. Yeah, get get named in the get named in like a, in the in the you know in the twenty one or whatever yep. round one. That's it. <laughs> Retire. Yeah. <laughs> Make him eighteenth man or something, and hope that no one gets knocked out through foul play. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> oh. Gentleman of the game deserves to, uh, you know, deserves some good grace from the judiciary. I think he, um, his his words in the press conference um, were definitely sincere, and and you know, I, I feel like it's, it's it's not a bad result at the yeah. end of the day. Well, yeah, he just he's going to come out and he go fucking Madge. This is your final victory. I tried everything I could to not be in a fucking game. And I cannot get out of being in a fucking game at this place. And absolutely proven. I fucking told you you were always in a game. It's in <laughs> it's as scientific as fucking Pi and Fibonacci sequence. Understood, understood the assignment, James Tamau. Uh, um so yeah, and then I, I mean Oh, just a, just a really quick one. I don't want to get too much in the weeds in this shit, but um, we we did talk about Jai Arrow and his fucking um, relentlessly poor fucking dog ownership that he has, and uh, and his his uh, American staffy named Thor was euthanized after the latest incident of killing another dog. Mm. So, um, and of course he is uh, crying foul, and uh, you know, be better you fuckwit. Oh yeah, it, it's gutless, it's fucking gutless. He said. Yeah, they terminated the dog on Friday, and then at four forty-five p.m. on Friday, send me an email saying they'd exercise their powers and terminate the dog. Yeah, they'd already done it. Exactly, they're saying we did it. We have exercised the powers. Yeah, you know yeah, what the, exactly. the fucking English language is you dumb fuck. Yeah, look, <laughs> he's a he's he's a rugby league player. Here's the um, thing: can can I throw a hypothetical at you? Sure, Glennie. Let's say you had a child and they had, um, you know, uh, an illness or, or whatever that required them to take medication, right? Put you them need... down. Put them down. Fuck that. It's too much trouble. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, is that where you go? Is that let's where you go with it? <laughs> let's say this hypothetical child 
needs medication. Life is cheap in Toowoomba. It really is. <laughs> you, you need to go somewhere. You need to go somewhere interstate for business. You know, it's like a right. conference. Conference yep. of origin. Right. And you, you have a family member looking after this child. Yep. Do you lob up to drop this child off and say, here is their clothes and here is the medication they need because of this condition they have? Right? Well, yeah, and, and detailed, you know, you'd have it in one of those little the yeah. segmented pill things. You go, this is yeah, okay, so yeah. this this time and that time, this day, that day, yep. Yeah. Now, same thing. Fucking Jai Arrow. Oh, here's my dog. It's on a fucking list of dangerous dogs already, which means it can't be outside without a leash and a muzzle. Mm-hmm. As I drop it off to this fucking friend, here is a leash. Here is a muzzle. Here is the fucking printout that says it's a dangerous dog. Please don't take it outside without its leash and its muzzle. Yep. It's not fucking hard. It's not hard to find a friend that's got a, a, a fence, like an a, a adequately fenced yard in which the dog can freely roam and shit because if it's only going to be like a little while... I put it to you that it's Jai Arrow and maybe for him it is difficult to find a friend at all, let alone one with a high fence. But, you know, all the fucking attention's been given to Jai Arrow being able to say, oh, it's fucking gutless, oh, it's fucking gutless. How about yeah. the, the owners of the poor fucking dogs that this thing killed? Yeah, well, I mean, they, yeah, it fucked up one dog and killed another, so... Bet they don't think it's gutless. Fucking no. good riddance. Yep. And I also give you the fucking James Tamau West Tiger story. I think it was fucking merciful to let that dog go without having to spend another fucking second in Jai Arrow's presence. <laughs> There's your fucking Dairy Queen. <laughs> <sighs> All right, are there any other news articles you guys want to talk about, or shall we get straight into the games? Straight into the games. Why Round not? 24. You know, we, we fuck- could just do 45 minutes of ladder predictor. Give the people what they want. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if the people want that. <laughs> I, I see I see conflict out there in the in the uh, the pro and, and anti ladder predicting it, areas. It's the vocal minority on social media. Yeah, I saw well, I saw one of the vocal minorities suggest that I that I timestamp when the ladder predictor starts so they can skip it. <laughs> oh yeah, again I said fucking great. Home oh, yeah, vocal mon- bigot club supporting fucking joy vampire. <laughs> I don't actually know who it was. I can't remember who it was. Haven't been, been paying, haven't been paying a lot of attention to, yeah. to Facebook lately. It's a fucking ban. <laughs> fucking Zuck, you cunt. Um, right, so we are up to round uh, 24, and Thursday night's game will be the Brisbane Broncos taking on the Parramatta Eels at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos side, controversial um, selections. We saw today reports uh, from uh, journalists at training saying that Selwyn Cobbo was in the reserve group. And how could that be? He's not injured, and uh, he has been omitted today. Uh, so uh, Brenko Lee returns in centres. Jordan Pereira, number nineteen, comes in on the wing. So uh, Ryan James, Selwyn Cobbo, Reese Kennedy have been omitted, and uh, Hetherington goes into the lock for James, which I mean he never should have been there in the first place. Correct. And uh, Palacio and Hosking joining the bench. The eel side. Uh, Makatoa and Arthur replace Cartwright and Ogden on the interchange and uh, otherwise as per program <coughs> Kevy came out and said that Selwyn Cobbo was essentially um, fatigued and he was being dropped for the week because he was fatigued 
Now, a winger. I said this. Yeah, this, that's exactly what I said. He's a winger. Give him the fucking week off training and let him play the game. He'll come back refreshed and nothing of value will be lost because he's a winger whose best moments all are kind of off the cuff, mm. you know, just brilliance. So I don't think he needs to, I don't think he can train that. I think uh, Jake Turpin, Payne Haas, Kurt Catewell, um, fuck me, even Billy Walters, because whilst he fucking misses a lot of tackles, they still take up some energy. Why aren't those cunts rested or omitted Meh. for fatigue? I smell a fucking rat. Yeah. So this one, it's more like they're, they're all... comes out of Selwyn Cobbo fighting one of his teammates. And the fucking... Yeah, scuffing the shoes. Yeah. yeah. The, the interesting thing is, you know, and again, it's something we spoke about today. How at this stage of the season, like it's not like Kevy saying, oh, we're, we're certainly top four, so we're going to rest him. Hmm. You're scraping to make the fucking eight. Like Essentially Kev- must win games to, to be sure. Kevy obviously does not ladder predict because he does not understand <laughs> the gravity of the situation he finds himself in. He doesn't quite have the luxury. He's the type of guy that says, fucking tell me where it is in the show and I'll skip it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Otherwise known as a cunt. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, look, I think, I think Parramatta yields... This is the start time of the season when they uh, start to get their shit together for a um, nearly but not quite finals run. Yep. And the Broncos, their defense has just been has been quite terrible lately over the last you know, couple of weeks. Was the last time they won was it the time that they actually pumped the the Eels uh, down in Sydney? It would have been close, hey. Yeah, I think uh, so. It, didn't, it wasn't that long ago they were on top of the world after absolutely pummeling the Eels. Um, yeah, I'm sure the Eels use that as motiv- motivation, and I just don't think, I don't think guys like Jordan, Jordan Pereira and and, and Brenko Lee coming, you know, back in after however long he's been out. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how that's going to help them out. I mean, Turpin at nine instead of Corey Pace, like Brenko yeah. Lee the- looks like somebody's drunk uncle that washes cars for a living. I don't so think just, he's got any place in first Just going row. back, well, the, the, the last time they won was when they beat Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, yes, sorry. Um, yeah, but then, since the last then... last time everyone won. But again, you know, they've lost to the fucking Tigers. Yep. The week after, they pumped Parramatta 36-14. Yep. You know, then the week before, they only beat the Titans 16-12. Yep. Week before that, it was 32-18 versus the Dragons. Yep. Week before that, they lost 40-26 to to the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, up and down, up and down. I dare say they've had a dragons of a season. Um, this game, strong though, start. As, as we will get to later in the show, not only does the winner of this game matter, and I agree it'll probably be Parramatta, but this is one of two games where the for and against is is inherently tied. Yeah, so okay. at the moment, the Broncos' biggest enemy uh, is Canberra, mm-hmm. but their biggest ally is the Roosters' draw. Yeah, that's right. So it's if hey, save save it for the save it oh, for the fucking predictor segment. I don't want to predict early. Trying, I don't want to predict you're early. Trying, you're trying to bleed the predictor into everything. Oh, look, the predictor is everything. Just pokes the head out every now and again. <laughs> Your fucking moustache is growing in, and you're like fucking. You're like fucking looking like Ted Lasso with a fucking predictor. <laughs> like, <laughs> How good? <laughs> Fuck yes. Right. 
6 p.m. pub slot game. The Panthers take on the Warriors out at Penrith. The um, Panthers welcome back Jerome Luai um, early from injury, and he has been named in the six. Why um, Fisher Harris is back from suspension as well, so uh, Salmon's out, um, and Eisenhuth goes to the bench. Hopgood out of the 17. The Warriors side, look, it doesn't even fucking matter, but assuming it does. Harris Tavita returns at 5'8", so that pushes uh, Assi to the reserves. Jack Murchie is out. Curran promoted to second row, and Dinamis Louie on the bench. We've had Ewan Aiken, the new Gandalf. He was admitted uh, omitted for personal reasons. Uh, Katoa moves to second row. Murdoch Masilla joins the bench. And uh, Frey is the new reserve in 24. So, look. Panthers dollar three. That's all we need to say. I think the Warriors, when I look, when I was doing my tips earlier, I think the Warriors were ten dollars fifty. What are they now? Thirteen. Jesus Christ! All right, a so dollar yeah. three. A dollar three. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck. That's fucking mental. Just they're don't paying take your bets fucking, on it. They're paying your bank interest. <laughs> <laughs> we're not taking to gamble bets your on money. Penrith. It's not <laughs> worth anyone's time. <laughs> How's Penrith looking? Lower than inflation. <laughs> how does how is how how do Penrith not win this game by forty two points plus? Because look, it does it is it does take a special level. It, <laughs> it does take a special lack of, after twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, it take it does take a special lack of commitment to give up like seventy. Yeah. Like it does. I mean, the, the other the, it take, it takes like the the team administering the beating have to be playing to do that. Like they have to be full on for the eighty minutes. Yep. And the other team has to be completely not you know not fucking yeah. caring. The Warriors have shown at times in this, in this season that they don't give a fuck. Yep. Particularly when they're not at their, not in New Zealand. Mm. So this and if and if Panthers are sort of sharpening themselves up for a run in the finals, then maybe they do make an example of them to that tune. But I think it's we're still talking you know forty points. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I all I care about in this game is everybody getting through unscathed. Yep. That that is literally. All I fucking care about. Um, yeah, I, I don't even care if they lose. I don't care if they walk. It doesn't matter if they don't lose. Tackle. Yeah. Yep. You know, get out there and just fucking sit down and meditate for 80 minutes. Yep. As long as no one runs over and accidentally tags them into nuts yeah, and gives them a Peter it. Wallace special. Oh, I don't know. Turn them into a fucking champion. That would. Oh, well, they're already yeah. champions. Yeah. Yeah, which dictionary definition of you use? Are you using? Are you using dictionary? Like are you using definition like when you call someone champ? No, because yeah, sure. No yeah. champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't. Know, we don't even need to. I mean, it's like nah. Penrith win that so handily. It's not funny. Uh, the Melbourne Storm take on the Sydney Roosters. Key matchup. Fuck yes. Down there again at Amy Park, as always. The Storm side. They welcome back Kafusi. Kamakamika drops to the bench. The Sydney Roosters side. Um, Lindsay Collins and uh, SST are back on the bench after their breaks due to injury. Momorowski at centre with Hutchison, May, and Gildart dropping to the reserve. So, uh, so Gildart, oh, is that his one? Is that his one over <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that, that, has got it, that has got him in there to, to, to extract all that juice from like the, you know, the revenge game vibes. That's it. And, uh, and obviously it worked a fucking treat. And uh, God, you can't fuck off back to fucking <laughs> your fucking unwashed, warm beer drinking, fucking sodden cunt of a fucking hometown. Jesus, 
piece remember of how shit. I said, remember how I said Glennie was in a mood, everyone? Just remember. Now he's, he just, he's letting it seep. I'll embrace now, that motherfucker and he fucking stabbed me in the back. May as well have stabbed me in the back personally. Jesus, you, did, you did you did talk him up at the start of the season. I did. You did love him. Fuck. Yeah. Storm 13 plus. Glenn, do you need to do some F45 or something? No. Why would I do that? Only cunts do that. Oh, fucking hell. Well, I mean, I don't want to hold a mirror up to your present behavior, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spitting straight facts. Jeez. Maybe a couple of maybe maybe a couple of cheating ass keep up fucking pull ups might, might enhance your general outlook on life. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm going to try and stay on point here. I think the Roosters will be fatigued after last week, and I think the Storm will win. So, so the Roosters haven't had a game in two weeks. Do you think yeah. they'll be fatigued? On that note, though, looking back over the Roosters' last little while, I know that the, the narrative has been that they're building, and they have been, but they've flogged the Tigers. They beat the Cowboys, who were not in form at all. They beat the Broncos, which are you know a, a shell of who they were halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean these teams were these teams were you know they still top eight teams, and they were in form until they until they you know. No, no, but I'm saying the, the thing. The thing about the Roosters is, but you go back and it's been they've been pumping fucking minnows like the Broncos and Manly and Newcastle. They beat the Dragons, put 50 burgers on them. Absolutely fucking great game. But then the three before that, they had Penrith, Parramatta, and Melbourne. And they were zero from three. Yeah, well, I mean, that's also the definition of building. I mean, you've gone back in the fucking time machine. I mean, <laughs> before they're winning, obviously, if they're building, they're fucking, they're, they're starting. To, the thing about the, the Roosters is... I'm talking about the quality I mean, of opposition. Yeah, then, well, you know, you, you can only play who's in front of you. But the thing is, with the, the thing with the Roosters is... Statistically speaking, they, they, they've become one of the, the best yardage sides and one of the better defensive sides, which is probably the two most key criteria for you know teams making an assault on the premiership. Yeah, but so that, that that's true. But against what opposition is what I'm saying. They've done it against fucking bottom feeders and bigots. But they didn't do it against bigots. They did. See? The what entire fucking Manly Seagull club. With its patron the, saint the, the Tony only, Abbott, yeah, the only team, the only team, the only team that fucking that, that uh, has has put itself out there for for our uh, LGBT brothers and sisters in the world, and were found lacking. Well, they're the only team to fucking no other team has embraced the full rainbow spectrum like the Sea Eagles have, and uh, and that's actually probably the worst example of the Roosters winning you could give because they barely scraped past the fucking Ron Massey side. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, what, the wins they have had on the scoreboard look impressive, but when you consider who it's against... Look, at the end of, at the, end of the day, the Broncos and Cowboys are scalps. They're teams that they're playing, particularly Broncos, because that's a team that's in the exact same position as them that they're trying to you know battle correct. out for... That's it. For, you know, there's musical chairs going on down yeah, there. So, that's it. So look, look, the Storm... and But the Storm are the same. Storm get like you know you can talk about the Roosters fucking you know scraping past Manly's Ron Massey side. I mean, Manly did have the fucking players in the side. They smashed the Storm. The Storm got smashed what four games in a row. So yeah, you know, it's not like they're some fucking paragon of of, uh, of maximum fucking form either. I mean, they've put on some performances of late too. But I mean that you know the Penrith game, great defensive because I mean despite Penrith's outs, well, it did. I mean, they you got done, the, you... done by Souths, the Raiders, the Sharks, and Manly. Yeah, so. the thing the thing about the storm is though, I mean, although they're playing an understrength Penrith side, I mean that Penrith side had 
more, enough opportunities to win two games, particularly in the second half, where they were putting it on them the entire time, yeah, that's it. and they defend, and and they still managed to hold them to zero, Spot on. Um, which which is the important thing. So so they're they're also building in in the same you know sort of criteria yep. to, to put them in good stead for the premiership, and they're also um, playing for a home final. Yes, yes. So look, I mean, this is so it's it, the very definition of a meaningful game for both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, not must win for the Roosters, but I mean, it's pretty fucking important. Like, I mean, a win would go a long way for him. I would suggest it's must win. Yeah, I'd agree. Right. It's right. must win, but I don't think they will. I'd, I'd suggest it's must win because of the draw. And again, we'll get to this. But that's only that's it. That's only that's only if you're going to mark them next week as a loss, though. Right? No. So, anyway, let's get down to business then. Who and why? Melbourne, because they're better. For exactly what you were talking about before, Nate, that even though it was a, a second-rate Panthers team, they were up for that occasion. And I think Bellamy will have them up for this occasion coming into the finals. And mm-hmm. again, from where they were, losing those four in a row, unprecedented in recent memory for that club, to now have the opportunity to claim a home final. Yep. Look, for me, it's a, it's a Melbourne storm as well. And you know, and I put that down to you know, you got Jerome Hughes back. They finally got some players back. I mean, Meany is he like going to be Pappenhausen? Of course not. But he does he does a pretty fucking good job back there. Fucking nice. He, he has a pretty Harry Grant was absolute god mode last week. And if that's an indication of the way that he's tapering himself into the finals, then it's going to yeah put him in very good stead. Yep. Um, Brandon Smith starting at thirteen, giving him that that nuggety hooker mm. ability. So and having two absolute top tier hookers on the field at once. Yep. Just creating like uncertainty and being there to pounce on opportunities wherever they may present themselves. I just, yeah, I I think the Storm are better. I think the Storm's defense is better. Yep. But look, the Roosters, very good pieces and they're, you know, and and they're in good form. So, um, you know, this this could be one of the games of the season and certainly game of the round. Definitely. So Storm is Storm and probably just, just through... Being at home, and just I think just on the on the on the back of better defence. Yep, yep. For me, the uh, Canberra Raiders take on the mighty Manly Sea Eagles down in Canberra. The Raiders side unchanged from the side that scraped past Newcastle last week, and uh, the Manly side. Ray Vega debuts on the wing. Um, Davy returns in the second row. Um, Bullimore out of the 17 and Sipley starts over to power, which is uh, great to see, but the fuck is still on the bench. Um, Bullimore, he's, he struggled to, he struggled to maintain a starting, uh, starting spot in the side. And, uh, I did, I did hear a, uh, a rumor. Well, it's, it's not a rumor. It's just an unpublished fact that he's considering giving the game away and, and just pursuing a, a career in finance or, you know, whatever it is that he's qualified in from university. And so for me, that's that says everything. I mean, if you're sort of on the fence about whether you're playing, you know, whether you want to play and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. do a you know do a Harris Tavita or whatever, and just fucking yeah, step step away, fella, because you know when it's the fucking 60th minute, 65th minute of the game, and a big cunt's running at you, and you just you know, and you got to make that tackle. Yeah, you're either there or you're not. Fucking, hell. you know. Um, which is a shame because I mean he's you know he's obviously he's a he's a talented player and uh, he's very very early in his career as well, but uh, look that's how it's going to be. It's how it's going to be. Um, interested to see Ray Vega finally get his opportunity, 
Um, he would have got it last week, but he was suspended uh, from lower grade. Yep. Uh, from a lower grade game. Um, the the only time that Manly fans, the, the most they would have seen him if they don't watch um, Blacktown games, and let's be honest, who would? Um, he he last played in a trial game against the Tigers where he got three tries uh, at the start of the season. Yeah. And uh, he looked fucking amazing. I thought he'd make his debut, you know, before then, but um, it's taken an injury to, to Saab to, you know, sort of open up that, that side. So, um, look, I'm interested to see how he goes. Um, look, on, on paper... It's a fucking, it's an extremely winnable game. I mean, I don't think the attitude's there for them them to win. Um, I wonder if they can get themselves motivated from the standpoint that the Canberra Raiders are uh, cunts and and that knocking them out of finals contention would be, you know, pleasing. That's really all they got to play for. Um, and so, look, I would I would favour Canberra just based on the have more to play for stakes. Yeah, but. Um, I'd be really keen to see what the manly side looks like when they when they chop it down because I would like to see someone like Ko Weeks who's there in nineteen get a run at fullback and uh, mix things up a little bit. But because um, why the fuck not? You know, like try shit when there's no stakes. You know, but um, yeah, we shall see. Well, I think Plenty, Cam- I think Canberra at home. Um, manly a busted. And I, I don't think um, they've got it in them to really... There's two games left. They're busted. I don't think they will turn up mentally for the 80 minutes. And I think Canberra probably just have that edge where they should be desperate and they should um, be putting their best foot forward um, and trying to put a solid 80 minutes together... Um, and for that reason, I don't think I don't think Canberra will blow them out, but I think they'll win. Well, the, this, the thing about Canberra is what you just everything you said just then is exactly the same as what you you should you could have said last week as well. Mm. And except last week, in addition, was a game where for and against they've got a negative differential. They're pretty close to the Broncos. I mean, they got to turn maybe forty points around over two weeks. But you'd look at a game, you'd eyeball a game at the Knights and say, that's a game where we can really fucking put a dent, maybe get our shit positive, mm. because that's the thing that's going to kill them. I mean, the competition points are one side, but then also if they end up in a long jam with the other sides, the differential's also a problem for them. Also and, they just just could, the- and they couldn't do it. I mean, the Knights had to absolutely implode to lose that game. Mm. And they did, but, you know. Also, don't think that Canberra are structured in a way with their roster to be the type of team that can put 40, 50 on a team. I, I, I think yeah. they're, a, you know, get the forwards bashing the guys through the middle and, you know, it's it, they play a bit more of a tough and gritty style, especially with the halves that they have, and um, yeah. which is why I don't think they'll blow Manly out. Um, I'd love to but, see I'd love to see what the, the betting line is on, on the props for a um, Hudson Young grubber, then recover and try. Grubber from two metres out for a try. I don't know. I think you know. I don't even think it's going to be that complicated. Like it, and I'd also put some money on like a uh, a try for for you know um, Papali or maybe um, anyone uh, anyone up the middle because that's where Manly's been soft. Yeah, the amount of fucking barge overs like Canberra could potentially put fifty on just with barge over tries here. Yeah, but yeah, um, they should win. They will win. But again, if they've got the the actual cohesion to put the points on. We shall see. Yep. The Sharks take on the Bulldogs. 
on uh, Saturday afternoon at a Reclaim Australia Stadium and the Sharks side. They welcome back Talakai at centre. Connor Tracy's out of the side. Wilton back on the bench and um, at the expense of Trindle. The Doggies. Thompson starts lock. Jackson shifts to second row. And Pangai Jr. has been dribbity dropped. $925,000 per season. Reggie's. Yes. Not bad going. Look, at the end of the day, I don't know the... Potter's not making the call at this point. At this point now, I mean he's a caretaker. So I got to say, balls, you know, balls on Gus to fucking, you know, make a decisive move mm. to send a message to a player who's you know getting a lot of money and and offering them not a fucking lot. Of, I mean, he either he, he either does, you know, substandard performances on the field, or he's suspended. Or just a fucking madman, you know, that's you know, detrimental in terms of penalties and the rest of it. Yeah. So. Which is a shame because last year, you know, in that little um, spell he had with Penrith mm. going into the grand final, once he got himself established in that team, he was great. And maybe that's his thing now that he's, it's almost that Anthony Milford style where if you try and make him the focal point of anything, it doesn't work. Yeah, but if you put the focus elsewhere and just give him his job to do as part of a larger group, he will get in and do that in a great way. Mm. Which unfortunately means that they've paid massive fucking overs for him. Yeah, at nine hundred yeah. grand, he's he's got to be Tamalolo in it. Yeah. Week in, week out. Yeah. That's and it. look, you know, the, you, you, next year he's got Cameron Serraldo coming in, who would have worked with him. You know, with his time at Penrith, and maybe he's got the seat, you know, the special source to unlock him and, you know, make him good. But, uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and that was my next point on him. I, I think it's, it all comes down to coaching. Yep. Um, he's, he's obviously one of those guys that has it in him, um, but <laughs> doesn't have the, either the maturity or the, the understanding to, to get it out of himself. He needs to, someone to, Jump start him and Potter's as you say is an interim coach. He's, he's probably not going to be that guy. Whereas um, Ivan Cleary certainly is, and um, you know his time at the Broncos. His his best time at the Broncos was, if I'm not mistaken, was that he wasn't under Bennett, was he? Um, Maybe when he's coming through. Yeah, he may, yeah, yeah, he would have been, wouldn't he? He would have had some time. Mm. So, and yeah. And the thing is with the doggies as well. I mean, they they had a really great patch through that sort of post Trent period up until like maybe the last fortnight. And so I just wonder if it's, it's since the Seraldo announcement actually. And so I just wonder if now they now it's real. Potter's not going to be going forward, and whatever good qualities he had, and and them wanting to dig in for him and that sort of thing. Well, it's not doesn't mean anything now anyway. Yeah. And they tend to have just you know really dropped off. From where they were, just a just a mental thing, and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but look, yeah, let's let's be clear: the Cronulla Sharks will win this game handsomely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they they got plenty to play for. Yep. And uh, and uh, play for it, they shall. Well, yeah, same as same as Melbourne, they're playing for yeah. a home final. Yeah. Uh, the Rabbitohs take on the North Queensland Cowboys at uh, Aqua Stadium. The Rabbitohs side: Jackson Paulo is out. Isaac Thompson replaces him in the back line. Um, Burgess returns. Saluka Fafita drops out of the squad. Uh, Sele will start at prop. Nick Arima on the bench. 
and Milne out of the 17. So a couple of changes made based on the last game. The Cowboys side, Drinkwater replaces Dearden in the halves with Dearden, Dearden out, as we mentioned uh, in the episode on Monday, uh, with a ruptured testicle. Mm. Uh, so uh, the hammer drops into fullback and uh, Gilbert returns via the bench. It should be a cracking game. Seas, dollar fifty Interesting favorites. Game. Yeah, I um. Again, there's ramifications to this game. The Rabbits, you know, probably should consider it must win. Yep. Especially since they they dropped the game that they probably would have had penciled in last week. So, um, yeah, they're in that jam. They're in the musical chairs down the bottom there. Yeah. And a win would uh, help a lot. Their for and against is pretty good, but um, they still need the two points. To make sure, mm. I think Seas are easily <laughs> the best team in that bottom half of the eight. Um, the Cowboys just have looked a little bit shaky in recent times, whereas Seas, um, apart from last week's hiccup, have have certainly been on what I feel has been a a consistent upward tick since um, Mitchell's return. So. I um, well, I think the fact that they're playing in Sydney. Uh, if this was in Townsville, I think the Cowboys would win. But uh, I'm going to tip the Rabbits. I here. still like. I mean, like I like the Hammer as a player, as a fullback, and everything like. But like Scott Drinkwater's had a great season, and he yes. can't play in the same way that he's been playing no. from the halves. And I think they're going to lose yeah. a lot from that. Yeah. So and yeah, you know, given given the the, the um, you know the I would say defensive problems, but I mean they've certainly their defense has gotten poorer than it has been at their peak. Yep, uh, I think the Rabbitohs they seem to have uh, you know fixed a couple of you know plastered over a couple of weaknesses. Yeah, that, that, that were identified last week, and I think they'll have, they'll be out with a point to prove, and they've got plenty to play for. So I'm going to say the Rabbits. Yeah, fair agree. The West Tigers take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons um, at Combank Stadium in Parramatta. The West Tigers side, okay. So there's some changes, as you'd expect after a 70-point drubbing. Uh, Luke Garner, Ken Mamalo, James Tamau suspended, Alex Seafarth miss Sunday's game. So we've got um, Polgar on the wing. Fairbairn is in the second, uh, in, the, in the back row start. Offhand Galway moves to prop. Brown shifts to lock. Simkin, starting hooker. Little and Kaltonga, another debutant, join the interchange. Tyrone Peachy, not in the 17. New Brown at lock. Oh, genius. It's fucking back. <sighs> oh, it's beginning. And your halves, uh, Adam Dewey and Jockey Madden. Glennie, help me make sense of this. Well, you haven't gone through the dragon side. Oh, sorry, I haven't. You're right. So uh, Bird replaces uh, the suspended Moses and at centre. DeBellin moves to lock. Woodsy starts at prop. Revenge game, look out. Sullivan starts at hooker for the injured Macca. And, uh, of course, Murderous Frank is suspended. Forever. And they've got, uh, and they've got uh, a bunch of people on the, on the, uh, the bench. Sorry, on the, in the extended bench. But um, like, Jack, like, a, like old Jack Jetski... And uh, let's hope he doesn't get elevated into the final 17, Dragons. <laughs> Look, Dragons will be buzzing. Some of those kids really started to work from last week. Same kids, 
have been selected again this week. The future might be happening now for them. And that just bodes terribly for West Tigers. I mean, obviously, they've got to bounce back in them. They Teams that generally get flogged, I mean, it does tend to improve their attitude somewhat, if not correct it for the next week. But even improved attitude, corrected attitude or not, I just don't think the talent is there, Glenny. Change my mind. First of all, Nathan, how, how very fucking dare you? How very dare you? What did insinu- I say wrong? Insinuate that the talent isn't there. Literally, Ben Hunt has more talent than the Tigers, the Tigers squad in totality. I'm talking all 25 or 20 whatever players. That's that's inflammatory and very undairy queen of you. Um, Let's assign theoretical points to players and add them up and see. Because let me tell you, <laughs> we had a little. Okay. We, had a, we had a hiccup last week. Okay, we had a hiccup. Okay. Um, teams say build towards you know, their goal of premiership destiny um, in the future when the game and the grand final is sold to the highest bidder and some Martian fucking (laughs) billionaire bids for the West Tigers in 3087 Mm. uh, to space travel and play the grand final on Mars. Um, They'll look back on times like this and say... Those were the times that battle hardened us for the for the for these good times, um, and it starts with beating. You know, in order to be the top pack of cunts, you've got to beat other packs of cunts, and the dragons are clearly the biggest pack of cunts as a team, and a fan base and an organisation. Jesus, um, and I feel like in order to assume their mantle as the biggest pack of cunts. Uh, the West Tigers really do need uh, to turn one on and and show the Dragons who's boss. And I think they'll do that. And I think they'll prove a point once and for all to the alpha cunt, Shane Cash, and his uh, band of merry cunts. <laughs> Talking about fucking Dragons winning fucking mouth and gobbing off in traffic as he drives past my place of business. It's, it's getting annoying. Right. Tigers 13 plus. Welcome to this week in Glenny's agendas. The thing oh, is the Tigers agenda have, Glenny. <laughs> the Tigers have the Tigers have more to play than many of the sides. I mean, avoiding the first spoon in their fucking history. Combined history. Yeah, but okay, so but, what's a, what's a more powerful motivator to a club? Avoiding the first spoon or making the finals? Because the Tigers have been in that situation and fucking folded. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know but that's mean? the thing. They don't do that. You know, when, when, when you, you expect the Tigers to zig, they zag. So maybe this is the... So, so maybe... You, you, I, can, I, can, I know what you're implying. You're going to say they're going to fold. But no. Wait for the zag. Really? That's, that's what I'm saying. Wait for the fucking zag. Okay. <laughs> West Tigers, 26 plus. Lenny? Wow. I don't know how. I don't know, even know why. All I know is it is programmed. Yeah, you speak in Glenanese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, will we be doing a game companion for that one, Glenny? It's a two o'clock game on Sunday. I don't know if you can make it or not, but um, I just wanted to flag it flag it early because there is. Given, given that the win is programmed, I mean, it would be a glorious thing. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Right. 
Moving on to the final game, the Gold Coast Titans take on the Newcastle Knights. Another Hyper Bowl slash Spoonapalooza kind of situation, this one. They're doing it at a Hope Solo Coliseum down the Goldie. The Titans side, Patrick Herbert is out with a knee injury. Kelly returns in his place. Jolliffe starts prop. And Cleese Haas is set to debut on the bench. So I believe that is Aldi Payne Haas. <laughs> The Newcastle Knights side. Dis- the harsh you find in the, in the fucking racks where all the weird shit is. <laughs> Slight discomfort, harsh. <laughs> <Now, laughs> Daniel oh, Saifidi returns from COVID. Um, Tyson Frizzell is back from injury. So Croker and Jacob Saifidi drop to the bench. All right. This is one of the biggest games of the season. Is it really? In the sense that Titans win, Tigers get a spoon. Again, you're making a lot of assumptions, mate. I'm not assuming anything. I'm telling you what the fucking landscape is. The for and against situation for the Tigers is so fucking terrible that if the Titans win this game, you're getting a spoon, mate. If we beat the Dragons by 40... And then the Raiders by 80. 100. Yes. Yes, we're in the world of reality now, Glennie. Tigers don't score those sorts of points. Not in 2022. (laughs) I'm just trying. I've I've seen you with your hopes up, and I've seen you get those hopes crushed. (laughs) Time and time again. Just trying to protect you, mate. I'm just trying saying, to if the Titans win, it doesn't necessarily, given that the Tigers are assured victory this weekend, it doesn't necessarily mean the Tigers get the spoon. Oh, yeah, the, the Tigers need the two point bump though. They need the two point bump on the table. They can't. They can't win. They can't fight it out in a, in a four and against situation. That's it. They need the two point bump. So this is the Titans win this game. It confirms the spoon for the Tigers. Yeah, unfortunately, the Knights. Look, let's look on the positive side. The Knights, that first half they put on against uh, a finals contending side in the Raiders, yep, was fantastic. Some of the line breaks, the clean, the clean line breaks they made through the middle and converted them into tries. And if they were there against, they were back in each other. There against the Raiders, what the fuck? That's uh, what, how are they going to look against the Titans? They could carve the Titans up here. Yeah, they they could help the Tigers out on the for and against front by carving them. All right, if so, uh, me Newcastle thirteen plus. Because you got to remember the Titans were carved up by a, by a twelve man dragon side. So, look, yeah, I think the Knights Knights have got him. I agree. Sexy Taxi is going to lead the way. Don't know about that. <sighs> <laughs> Trust me. Trust. Sexy taxi all the way. And uh, the Newcastle Knights are going to consign the Gold Coast Titans to the wooden spoon position, rescuing Glennie's West Tigers mm. from despair. I like where your head's at. Fucking bank it. Fuck yeah. Or at least setting up a great spoon of blues in next week where it's like, how much do the Raiders flog the Tigers by and, and is it enough to give them the spoon because hey. fuck me wouldn't that suck hey. if it was hey. like an 80, 80th minute this try this is fucking this is predictor foreplay yeah we're done predicting the, okay we're done that's it don't just Newcastle ask for, don't just ask for the predictor tip I was just, just trying to sneak I was just, just I was just trying to tip. 
I was just trying to sneak my hand into the into the into the pants of the predictor, no. just to, just to, just to see what he had, just to, see, a, just to see what was there. No predictor to, twiddles. I was just Got checking my hands on the predictor's throat. The check for the Adam's apple didn't didn't yield conclusive results, so I was just giving, I was just having a squeeze. That's all I was doing. All right. <laughs> Let's go. We've all been to Singapore. Okay, yeah, the predictor. Let's go. You know what I can't wait for? <laughs> What's that? After this, this season's season to be over, over and Penrith yeah, go back to be back. Over. I agree, Lady. Can you imagine next year when we get to do 26 rounds of predictors <laughs> from episode one? <laughs> Surely possibility. The possibility. Sat down at various points over this season and thought, you know what? There isn't, there isn't another possible way that Jay could be more annoying. And fucking look out. He's like, fucking hold my beer. <laughs> look, you know, those same people that are offended by Dairy Queen and education can say no to information all they want. But um, the watch outs for this week, uh, obviously the going through the games, the, the Panthers-Warriors game doesn't really matter. Um, the Storm and Roosters game does, uh, Broncos and Eels, Raiders and Manly. Sharks to a certain extent. Sharks are playing to get up for a home final. Meh. Um, so Manly win, Raiders are dead, right? Raiders have got to go two from two in the last two rounds. Well, at the moment, at the moment, the issue is that the Raiders sit... Um, hang on, where's the action? Let me reset them because I've fucking... Going through. So at the moment, the Raiders are two competition points behind Roosters, Rabbits, and Broncos. Yep. So the Raiders are the only one outside the eight that can make it at this stage. The Roosters, the Rabbits, and the Broncos are in sixth, seventh, and eighth. But the Roosters have by far the toughest run home with the Storm and South Sydney. Yeah, but the, if they're two points ahead at the moment, the Raiders have to win two games because their four and against won't permit them to, to tie the Roosters on competition well, points and get over the top of them. So, well, here's the thing. Yeah, so at, at 187. But if the Roosters are on 28 points and they don't win anymore, it is it is more plausible for the Raiders to win both their games and the Roosters to win both of theirs. Yeah, the yeah, Ra- yeah. The Raiders have Manly and Wests. Yeah. Whereas the Roosters have Melbourne and Souths. Yeah. yeah. So going through, if the Eels can put... And, and either, either one of these scenarios works. If the Eels can put a score on the Broncos... And let's say put thirty on them. Yep. And the Raiders, who aren't a, a terribly high-scoring team, only put you know eighteen on the Broncos on Manly. Yep. That knocks the Broncos out of the eight this week. Yep. It leaves the Roosters in there. It's almost worth a Manly loss, to be honest. But then, if so, the Storm <laughs> win with the Broncos being kicked out of the eight, the Roosters stay in there. Yeah. By virtue of for and against. That's it. Then we say the Sharks yeah. win. Then we say the Rabbits win. Then we say the Dragons win. Who cares about the Knights and the Titans? Yep. At all. Um, who on. fucking... Both who named Nathan the fucking and I Titans? just said that the Tigers will beat the Dragons and you've just gone against the majority and said, <laughs> no, no, we've all said the Dragons will win. No, yep. <laughs> Which means that in 1939, while you were goose-stepping and burning Jews, I would have been fighting for freedom. So don't you fucking tell me to go with the crowd. He would have been fu- fucking bald little Nazi. <laughs> he would have he, he would have been fucking he would have been making lists. Fucking I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so then again, next week, uh, the the Parramatta Storm game doesn't matter. Uh, Bulldogs and Manly doesn't matter. Roosters and Souths. There's the one next week that's the fucking yep. biggie. So, and then I guess the Raiders and Tigers. That's it. So then you got the Raiders and the Tigers. So let's say the Raiders will beat the Tigers. That finishes them. Controversial, controversial stance, but you know, let's, as a thought, as as a thought exercise, sure, let's go. Well, that puts the Raiders finishing on thirty competition points. Yep. That then means that even if the Roosters lose, the Broncos have to beat the Dragons to make the eight. If the Broncos beat the Dragons, they're in. They're thirty competition points, and that's a super interesting game too because Ben Hunt can get up there. Yeah, and just with a can and and just with just with, with, he can paint his masterpiece. Yeah, fucking hashtag fuck the Broncos right on right <laughs> on his old club. That's it. And and if the Dragons beat the Broncos, they're they're obviously gone. They finish on twenty eight points, the same as the Roosters, and the Roosters for and against is far superior. Yeah, yeah. So if you are a Broncos fan, you are fucking on South Sydney like nothing else, and, and the are, Storms, and you are on the Storms this week. Despite what they did to your to your uh, butthole last week, yeah. <laughs> so um, the other thing you are on is for the fucking Raiders to lose. If the Raiders lose to Manly and the Titans, uh, sorry the Tigers. Yep, they're Gonski. Well, so truly, the, the Raiders lose to Manly, and the Raiders lose to the Tigers. Tigers that finishes them on their twenty six competition points, and their for and against is woeful. So even if the Raiders beat the Tigers, but they lose to Manly, so this weekend is yep. must win for the Raiders. Yeah, wouldn't it be great though if if like we we, we both beat the Raiders over the over the last two weeks of competition, oh, Lenny? It. It'd be fucking great. Yeah, so I'll be here for um, it. Fuck, there's plenty of plenty of games that matter, and plenty of games where the scoreline matters. Yeah. Which is really I mean, in a in a season where a lot of it seemed you know sort of foregone conclusionary. It's great we've got these narratives going into the end of the end of the and like oh, this it's, and, it's and, and like and the events and the events of last week. None of us could have fucking imagined. No, like the winners maybe, but these gigantic score lines that just threw the whole for and against game into a disarray. Yeah, exactly, amazing. Exactly. So and, yes, and again, whilst we've gone on and said there's a bunch of games that don't really matter. You still have, you know, team or you know, some teams trying to avoid the spoon. One team actively pursuing it, um, but then <laughs> in the top eight, so in the top eight, you've got Souths who can can realistically, you know, at at fifth, guarantee yep. guarantee a home final. Yep. Whereas if they lose to the Roosters, they could finish as low as seventh. Yep. You know, it's still a one and done proposition. Yeah. But there's the, there's that little little mental advantage that you take into those finals. And then on the top end of the table, um, if the Sharks drop a game and they've got a pretty cruisy run home, you know, I I don't see Melbourne catching them. Yep. But there's still that that's still something Melbourne can get up for. Yep. You know, so um, fuck yeah, plenty of games and, and the score lines mattering as well. Fucking love it. Outstanding. Victor, the predictor, inflictor. Great job. <laughs> All right. Run out, of, run out of rhyming words? Yeah, that's it. I'm fucking tired. 
That's all I got. You do. You, you look. You look tired. The anger's gone. It was what was keeping you up for it. And then now, and now you're just ready for bed. So on that note, that is the conclusion of uh, full time for episode 490. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, welcome, new listeners. Uh, goodbye, new listeners. If you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation. Uh, I actually have a list of wonderful new patrons that we that we have that I'd like to thank. Uh, Luke, Bradley, Daniel, Connor, Cheryl. Who else have we got there? There's a Nathan, always a top bloke. Brett, thanks so much. Joel? Literally every Nathan I know is a cunt. Oh, that's unfair. You need more clearers in your life, brother. Including him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're just mad at his dad. No, no, I'm actually not. Hey, if everyone that was mad at someone's dad hated their kids, how rough would that be in the Blakely household? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No basketball so, representative trips to Malaysia. I'll tell you that much. Definitely not. So, fellas, any closing words before we kind of end this one for the week? No. <laughs> Poor Glenny. He look, he's a wreck. Sitting there in his woody, yawning away. Poor yeah. little fella. Oh, All right. Just a little tired. Come well, on, Glenny. Let, let's predict 2023. Let's <laughs> go through it. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.